0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to revisit some of the great moments we've had on JM in the AM. Amram Adar, who's out with a brand new single and subsequently a brand new album, uh, joined us recently to discuss uh, his um, musical career and uh, some very interesting things that he's undertaken, including, of course, the brand new album. Amram Adar, our guest on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Segal Network. Five minutes after 8 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, we promised you Amram Adar, and sure enough, he's checking in with us live via telephone on this Tuesday morning broadcast. Amram Adar, Gemar Hatimah Shana thank you for joining us at JM and the AM.
1: And of course, thank you for having us and Gemar to everyone. You know, we're looking forward for a, a very, very strong year.
0: Yeah, Bezrat Hashem, that's for sure.
1: And, of course, wishing everybody, uh, you know, only
0: smachot and good stuff. Look, we are, we are familiar with your music, and we've been playing you for God knows how many years, Baruch Hashem, and Kol HaKavod to you for everything you've done. But this time, it looks like you've gone completely off the charts because this uh, Enod Milvado has been uh, really an international hit. It's not really just Israel. I'm sure you're feeling that it's already an international hit.
1: Yeah, Enod Milvado, you know, the song was written by uh, Itzik Shamli. Uh-huh. And uh, in Israel, and when I got it, you know, the first time I listened to it when <clears throat> I listened to, uh, I'm listening to the high part and singing then on Melvado, I said, oh, my God, this is it. You know, you're listening to the words are really touching you. And then the music, the elevation. And, you know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it. Yeah, I'm hearing from all over the place, you know, in Israel, a couple of weeks ago, you know, first song. Uh, I think number one on the playlist of the, the different
0: radios you know, in Israel. And what do they call that now? Mitzad what? What do they call it officially? Mitzad,
1: uh, I don't even know. I is, internet it is, and, it Piz- uh, is it Pizmonim? Or is, it's between called Kol Barama, Kolchai, and you know, all these radios in Israel. Is it
0: Pizmonim? Is yeah. Mirot? Mitzad,
1: one of those, right? <clears throat> it's uh, w- one of the Mitzadim. I don't even uh, know, but I got it by, they sent it to me by the internet, and I see it. And I got it from um, Menachem, Tokyo.
0: And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Amram Adar is with us live via a telephone. Um, I mean, you spend part of your time, obviously, in Israel, majority of your time over here. Uh, but, but you're hearing it. You're hearing it from, from over there in terms of the reaction. What about outside of Israel? Obviously, uh, you know that, uh, that we're, we're featuring it on a regular basis with its important message, especially this time of year. Are you getting the feeling that it's going around the world?
1: So I'm getting, you know, I'm getting uh, messages from, uh, you know, they're translating the song. You can see it, you know, on YouTube and other places.
0: Translating in different languages?
1: Into, yeah, into Spanish. (laughs) uh, You know, I can see I'm getting messages from Argentina, Brazil, you know, Panama, Mexico. I have a very very big crowd in Mexico, Panama, Mm -hmm. and Argentina, so... You know, you hear it from there. I got a phone call from Australia the other day for a wedding. And they telling me we were listening on the Internet. And, uh, and the song pop up. We'll remember you. So we're calling you now. So I said, you know, how
0: nice. Pretty amazing. What, what are you? When were your first days? When, were you, when, when When? did your career basically start? How long ago? So I started when I was
1: 14 years old. And uh, I was uh, praying by Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef. Oliver ha, I was going to the big synagogue if you remember on downstairs you know on the first floor he used to pray yeah. he was the chief rabbi right. uh you know right after that and uh from there, I was introduced to uh, Mr. Safa and he took me to be his cantor uh, starting in Europe. then I was a cantor here in Florida for ten years
0: in Europe it was what city
1: in uh Monte Carlo in wow. London Wow. And that was when I was 17, 18 years old. Then uh, at, the, at the age of 20, I came to Miami. And here I uh, became the the official Hazan for the Safra Synagogue for about 10 years. Wow, boy, oh boy. And, uh, you know, during that time, we start to, uh, you know, produce music. And uh, obviously we have, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of the, the main thing that we do very well here in uh, in the U.S. and around the, and around the world is uh, ceremonies. Right. <laughs> you know, we do all the very special ceremonies, you know, all over the Internet and all these places. And we travel probably two or three times a month somewhere, uh, mostly in uh, Latin America and Europe in the summer and obviously the U.S. market. So, Miami, so, big-
0: so as much as you're known... In these parts and in Israel you you go to, you go to Argentina Brazil Panama and, and they really know who you are
1: and we just came back from Peru from another wedding uh,
0: what do so, you hear what do you hear from your friends in Mexico
1: listen it's devastating what's happening over there you know I was thinking about going there uh, next probably after Sukkot. we're going to do a special concert for them wow. uh, the uh, you know the Jewish uh, uh, areas are not uh, not so damaged, but uh, it is uh, very devastating to see what's happening over there
0: and we heard about Rav Ashkenazi and uh...
1: yes yes this is not, uh, this is not simple and the problem is you see the way I see it is you get a huge couple of weekends coming to to the state right. then you see what's happening there in other parts of the world. Uh, and I think the only thing we can say is Enod Milvado.
0: Enod Milvado, that's what it all comes down to. Amram Adar is with us live via telephone. It's a song that has taken off like crazy since it was introduced a few weeks back. Uh, it is called Enod Milvado. Anything specific about the song before we play it? In term, You mentioned the composer. Anything else you want to tell us about the song before we play it for everybody?
1: I think uh, I think we have to recognize the producer of this entire album. And we'll listen to his music, and I'll speak about it later. But uh, I think Tamir Tsur was the producer of all these uh, big singers in Israel. You know, Yal Golan and all those guys. Sure. We he to Miami to produce something else. And I got to meet him about uh, a year ago. And, uh, and we created this album together. We did take Shamli obviously, but he was a
0: real creation, and
1: I, I have to thank him very much.
0: There you go. All right. It's called Einod Milvado, Amram Adar, on a very special Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. (laughs)
2: שגם אם מצולות אותי תמשור.
0: There it is—the song that has um, well taken the Jewish music world by storm. That's for sure. Ain od milvado. Amram Adar. he's with us live via telephone on this Tuesday morning broadcast. It must be so satisfying for you that you're known as this, you know, world-renowned chazan, and you could do, you know, a cantorial piece as beautifully as you do, and at the same time, you, you could you could sing and produce a song. That's, you know, essentially in the popular Jewish music scene.
1: Yes, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, obviously the last album uh, that we did, uh, Alayla, with uh, uh, Bricksman, Yochi. you know, that was, uh, you know, that did very well. Specifically the song Alayla, you know, on iTunes, Internet and stuff. But uh, it's an honor to be able to do both, you know, to do cantorial and do music that can touch people. You know my mission and my team mission over here is very
0: simple. We want to touch Jewish people around the world. Right. It's very simple. Doing a good job. By the way, one of our uh, listeners on the app has yeah. just commented that Veilu is their favorite Amar Madar song. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. You, you remember Thank that you. one, right? Yes. Veilu <laughs> finu <laughs> that, That's you know that old album was more uh, more Ashkenaz style. You know this one is more Hebrew style. But you know on the next one we want to touch. And you know I, on this album if you listen to the to the different track you know we try to touch and did a combination and again the mission is to get to every uh, Jewish boy out there uh, boy and girl, and able to really touch them and be a uh, part of you know part of our our Jewish nature and stuff.
0: Who wrote Judah Amin? I mean.
1: So, again, like I said, this is very interesting because Yodim Amin was reading also by Itzik Shamli. And the way, and again, we spend every song that you're going to hear on this album, uh, personally, myself, I put all the ideas together, different type of freedom. And we sit in the, in the studio here in Miami for hours and hours and hours to be able to come with a the concept. Then we give it to Itzik over Skype in Israel. And we start to work on it together. And this entire album, besides one song that I, uh, I wrote, uh, everything is, is, is it's extremely. It's amazing. This guy was able to get the different colors and style and would listen to it. And uh, all I can say is call a cover
0: to him. Huh, unbelievable. You named the album Eynard Melvado, not Yes, Eynard <clears throat> Melvador. This one is called uh, Yehudi Ma'amin. Besides, uh, you just told us about uh, you know, who and how it was written. What's the message? What is it that we're trying to tell everybody through this election?
1: So I think the message is, Ma'amin be'emuna shlema, Yehudi. That's the high part. Ma'amin be'emuna So what is it? We're saying that we are all believe that we are Jewish. You have to believe, you have to understand that you Jewish, Jewish, you know, a Jewish guy is not a given. It's not something that, it's not a simple thing. We have to recognize and understand how special we are.
0: Big responsibility.
1: We are in Munah. We believe in Chesed. We, and that's the difference between us to all the nations around us. You know, when something happened in Mexico, when something happened in Texas, in, in everywhere in the world, you know, you, you see, I was in, I was, uh, not me, my brother was in Atlanta. In this week, we went to Medley Beach, but he told me the Akhosh Hashem that they got over there yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. You know, so, so this is us. This, we have to recognize that we are uh, Jewish people, and I think that that's the song. The song is about saying, I am a Jew. I'm proud to be a Jew. We are very special. And I think the main difference is that we do chesed. Yeah. We care about each other.
0: Naming the song is Yehudima Amin. Amra Madar is with us live via telephone on a very special new music alert Tuesday at JM in the AM. <laughs>
2: And then he a little bit of a a Adar.
0: Yudim Amin is the name of it. I'm Ramadar here at JM and the AM, a new music alert Tuesday. Musicians from, uh, where'd they record the music, in Israel or in Miami.
1: in the studio here in miami and then the rest was done by skype uh, to you know israel uh, and different
0: places in the world when was the first year that you walked into a recording studio uh
1: first year was probably 13 14 years ago
0: they were using skype by then or not
1: <laughs> we were
0: recording on you know the old tapes. Yeah, the this big, the big, the, today, the big, you know, the big, the big two-inch one. tapes, right? That's how they were operating at that point. <laughs> yes. Where were you? Yes. Bo- where were you born, in what city?
1: I was born in Jerusalem, right next to Machane Yehuda.
0: Mamash in Achlaot. What street in Achlaot? Did you
1: live? No, so, not Nachlaot. On the right, on the other side, Rashi. Mm-hmm. I was born in Yosef ben Matityaw. So
0: you're officially from uh you're officially from Shirei Chesed.
1: Well, I'm, I'm an official uh, Saper, you know, from Yerushalayim.
0: Yeah, but what a neighborhood you're from! My gosh. Uh,
1: this is it, you know. I love, uh you know. Every, every time they ask me, how many years do you live in uh, the U.S., I say. Uh, X amount of years, but too many,
0: <laughs> yeah. right? I can understand that. I mean, I can only imagine how much you long to get back home. Amra Madara is with us live via telephone. As we say, Shana Tova. I wish everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. How do people get the album?
1: So the album is going to be officially out right after Sukkot, but right now it's already on iTunes, Spotify. It's all over, all over the. Uh, you know, the the internet options
0: literally just search your name, they'll find it.
1: Yeah, they'll just have to search name and find it. Uh, as far as uh, you know, as far as getting uh, getting it on the stores, Nigun is uh going to uh I think put it on the store right after Sukkot. Okay. It's gonna come here and in Israel at the same time. And whoever is gonna be in Israel, you know, we have shows in Chavon, in Binane Omar uh, we're going to be all over the place, so whoever is going to be in Israel is welcome to come to the show. Are one of those taking place? Uh, they're all in Cholamot uh-huh. Zukes. Uh, going to start in uh, Monday. in you- one, uh-huh. and I think Tuesday. Tuesday is in Binne uh,
0: Yeah, Femoad,
1: and then Wednesday is going to be in with uh, B'cheus in Kikar Zion, and then we have another one, with Chag, and then. One day after the holiday, I
0: think it's in Beersheba. they still up
1: here, He huh? In you remember that? I huh? certainly
0: do. Are you kidding? Who's leading them now? Do you know who conducts
1: them now? The same guy. Uh, what's his name? I just got the message. Oh my god! Uh, For this morning. I can't I remember who it is. From Tokyo to call him again. <laughs> his name is Hanan
0: Vital. Hanan Yes. Wow. That's same hilarious. Guy. Same guy. Unbelievable! I tell you, he's re- he's recruiting Jerusalem kids on a regular basis. That's for sure. Unbelievable,
1: and he's doing a great job. You know the kids, the way they sing, the way they operate. Uh, you know, we are we working together now. We're going to work on some stuff together uh, on the on this coming, and that brings us really to the the Spacito song.
0: Yeah, what's the story with this one? And this is on the album, right?
1: This is on the album, and this is interesting because originally. You know, I I was not thinking to put it on the album, but I'm going to explain the reason we did it. Despacito, obviously, everybody knows that's uh, a famous non-Jewish song that, you know, actually has the opposite message. And my mother-in-law was in my house, uh, you know, probably three, four months ago. And uh, and she said, uh, why don't you make a Jewish Despacito? I said, no, forget it. You know, I, I don't like that song i don't like the message of the song she said yes so make it a whole you know take it to the right place so all the kids that are listening they're going to be if you know they're going to love the jewish despisito. and i said you know i can compete with something like that you know this has uh, over back then over over a billion uh, views Wow. so but i listened to her i went to tamir and i said tamir we're going to make this happen so Itzik actually was in town came to visit here in miami And I told him, Itzik, on the way back, here's my message. Try to take that idea and make it, make it, give me the words, and try to stay with the same, you know, rhythm and message. And he was able to do an amazing job. And I'm going to explain in a minute what happened to this song around the world. We're talking about something going crazy. This is it. And
0: when you mean that song, you mean your version of the song.
1: Mm. Yeah, the Jewish version of the song. You know, as you know, the Maccabees did a cover on it. It's all over. There's probably 20 covers, 30 covers on the Internet right Right. now, on YouTube, on this song. But the key is
0: the message of the song. All right. uh, Let's play it, and then we'll come back for final words from Amram Adar, and he will explain uh, the effect of this version of the song uh, internationally. Uh, Amram Adar on a new music alert Tuesday at JM in the AM.
2: If you feel that you want all the time to express everything, just remember. Because everything is good from what <accident> to do. Let's try to help Atta atzoleiacher el abgisha, veule marchi shkoli yankvom erotz po. Gamm gammi matakzet metuskal, veini ralecha shazeu amazal tach b'shem ve'tamin <imitation> bo. Despacito, v'chetach ha'ayim shachav despacito. O davar v'zman shelu yavo kerido, v'chol akamad tov tamin bo. Despacito. I'm a child of despairing. I'm <Spanish> a child of שלא יבוא קרידו בכל הקבא זה טוב, אתה אמין בו דספסיטו קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו בכל הקבא זה טוב, אתה אמין בו ואז כתאום תראה שלא עבוד מלחצים אפשר ללמוד הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד אז זה קסם פה ליום שאלול ממש מאוד. אתה יודע שביופש אתה אחר, אתה רך, אתה כל הזמן קונים וממש חרא כמו סכירת. אתה קדימה, זה זמני לא טובה ותחבץ. יש רגעים שביישוילם תיתנתק. נسيת את נسيת את. שלא עשית את. אתה כל רצית, אבנית, אבנית. מה שלא ראית את. כשאצמנובך אבל לא יachtsם שום לאחון, אחין, אחין. אין. אתה מרגיש כל רוצה. Lea speak a shoot this goal Despacito, and i to you
0: Jam in the AM with Amram Adar. Okay, Amram, tell us about the uniqueness of this version of Desposito.
1: So I think the uniqueness is really the message, and I'm, I'm just going to take one line. It said, uh, we, we're singing, You know, stop and think before you miss the train. The kids are growing up, and the only thing that left is the memories, right? Yeah. So... And this is something that I think every one of us, every father of us, you know, that go and make a career, father and a mother, and they have to think about one thing, the kids are growing up. And the whole message of this song is, The spasito is basically saying, take it easy. Everything gonna come at the right time. If you believe in them, you know that if something doesn't work, something doesn't happen for a reason, Everything is for a reason. So that's the message. And I think that's my message to, you know, all the fans and everyone uh, around the world saying thank you very much for continuing to support my music, support me and everybody. I'm very humble and honored, you know, to be part of this. And of course to you, Nachum, for taking uh, the time and pushing and doing all this uh, beautiful uh, 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 themes and projects, and uh, God willing, we'll have all shanato Metuka, happiness and good things, and uh, enjoy this new album.
0: Amram Adar, search on iTunes, search on Spotify. The album will be available in stores as a CD. Enod milvado after Sukkot. Uh, Amram, I look forward to seeing you soon hopefully because you're doing some amazing things in Kolak the album is great the single has certainly made its mark to say the least Enod Milvado and looking forward to uh, hearing about all your adventures whether it's Israel or Mexico or South America or everywhere else that you're traveling on a regular basis Shana Tovao Metuka to you Shana Tovao Metuka thank you very much that was our conversation with Amram Adar wonderful singer great performer out with his brand new album uh, next is Rabbi Kenny Brander. Rabbi Brander uh, has announced that he'll be leaving Yeshiva University and will be, um, uh, will soon be the president of Torah Stone Institutions Worldwide, a position founded, of course, by um, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. And we had an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Brander about both Yeshiva University and Torah Stone in a recent edition of JM and the AM. Here he is on this edition of JM Rewind at the Nachum Segal Network. Thursday morning on this Erev Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan. Well, one of the news stories, certainly, of the uh, brand-new year 5778 is that Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander has been named President-Elect and Rosh HaYeshiva of Or Torah Stone. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, the uh, network's founder, the Or Torah Stone founder and chancellor, and Torah Stone's North American and Israeli Boards of Directors made the announcement at the beginning of October. Rabbi Brander, of course, comes to Torah Stone from Yeshiva University, where he is vice president for university and community life, teachers rabbinics at REITs, and we, of course, have spoken to our Brander many times um, while he has been in that position, uh, which he still holds. Rabbi Riskin steps down this coming summer, will continue to be involved in OTS. And Rabbi Brander, of course, is taking over the helm. It is a great pleasure and honor to welcome into our studio Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM in the
3: AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to be here. And uh, mazel tov on your continued growth uh, with the Necham Siegel Network.
0: I greatly appreciate that. Great to have you here. And I know this is a big story because wherever I go over the last few weeks, people are asking me what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no question that this has been... Um, me too. <laughs> ...you as well. Huh? They want to know what you think about it. Um, and many of you in our audience, and you certainly Roy brander, know uh, about my uh, closeness and association with Robert Riskin since I'm 13 years old and have tremendous admiration for him. Uh, you, before this show began told me things even i did not know about what our stone has under its umbrella till this point it is an incredible network um and of course people are curious about moving on from yeshiva university which is you know the two of us have shared our love for that institution a million times here on the air so so maybe start with that is, is it difficult is it a difficult preda is it a difficult transition when the uh, back end of the transition is YU?
3: Listen, I have had the privilege of the past 12 years of coming to work every single day like you do and being inspired. Uh, You and I are are blessed. We have wonderful jobs uh, because they're not jobs. Um, We're able to live our lives and really make a difference. And what you do internationally is unbelievable. And the opportunity for me to engage in students with students at YU, to engage with uh, rabbis across uh, North America and the Jewish world has been amazing, and, uh, and unbelievable colleagues, uh, real first-rate professionals who have brilliance, but also clarity of vision, um, and, and the work of um, the former president, the president emeritus, uh, President Richard Joel, and the current president, President Ari Berman, and what each one uh, continues to do. It's been really every single day to walk in and be inspired. It's unbelievable. But then there is the real center for the Jewish future, right. and that is Medina Israel. And for a risk, and in,
0: that's not a knock on the one in Washington Heights.
3: God forbid the right. one the inaugural. I you know I served as the inaugural right. dean, and because uh, they do and, amazing and work.
0: But we know that it's the future of the Jewish people is in Israel.
3: A hundred percent, and. And that's Y.U. Center for the Jewish Future. Right. And what it, what the Y.U. Center for the Jewish Future has done, whether it's the creation of Y.U. Torah, whether it's... Which is remarkable, by the way. Thank you, thank you. And whether it's the establishment of all the work that my colleagues and I have done with rabbis and rebbitzins and and lay leaders across the Jewish world, whether it's Y.U. Connects, mm-hmm. um, these are just some of the unbelievable service-learning Counterpoint Israel, these are just some of the unbelievable things that were incubated at the CJF. And perhaps more important than all those things that were incubated at the CJF is the unbelievably talented group, um, almost like a spiritual SWAT team that was created from people who worked at the CJF and who continue to work at the CJF under Rabbi Glasser. Um, the, CG, the YU CJF has been one of the most important experiences of my life and a privilege to have been its inaugural dean and helped start it. But, but the opportunity to get a knock on your door from Rabbi Riskin and from uh, Rabbi Stav and, and basically say, listen, um, I'm 77, 78 years old. Um, I don't want the institutions that I've built and not to continue to grow, and I want somebody who will carry on the legacy of what Or Torah Stone represents. Who has a vision,
0: sees the future,
3: et cetera. Well, I, you know. Um, so he says, Would, are you interested in this? And, this, is how long, this is how long ago? It was actually, the first conversation actually happened. He heard I was in Israel for the brit of our first uh, grandson. Mazalto. So that's Thank months, you. A few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um he, he heard, and we had a. He asked to meet with me, and we had a conversation, and then Rabbi Stav and uh, Rabbi Riskin flew to America, asked to meet with me, um, and that was a, a very lengthy conversation, and and it became you know c- clear that the unbelievable what what Or Stone has created uh, through the twenty four institutions that it has, um, uh, serving over thirty five hundred students. Advocacy for women who are having difficulty receiving a GET. um, Preparing those both young men and young women who serve in the IDF um, and to be able to do so through the prism of Torah values. And then after they finish their work, uh, their heroic service in the IDF to engage in society, what Or Torah Stone does with its six high schools and all of its other initiatives uh, to have the opportunity to follow the he, one of the heroes of the Jewish people, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, and to be able to still work with Rabbi Riskin and Rabbi Stav and all the leadership of the Or Torah Stone, to be able to do that in Medina Israel, um, coming from the backdrop of Yeshiva University, the most important institution in the diaspora, to move to an institution like Or Torah Stone, just represents the fact that God has been very good to my wife and myself and my family. <laughs> and we've had a very charmed professional experience.
0: Rabbi Kenny Brander is here. When you say 24, those are all in Israel?
3: Those are all in Israel. So I be,
0: that, because the, the uh, network really extends way beyond Israel. But the epicenter that you just described is 24 institutions there.
3: 24 institutions on 12 campuses throughout Israel. And as you said, Nachum, Or Torah Stone sends out... Um, Rabbinic couples to communities every single year for four or five years, so it's not like a one-year or two-year thing, and and it does so uh, thirty couples a year it sends, so it has hundreds and hundreds of couples throughout the diaspora doing holy work, right. and um, I'm I'm really looking forward um, to be able to engage with Or Stone and use it as a platform also to to build other things that can service the Jewish people and society both in Israel and in the diaspora. So why was Rabbi
0: Stav not the natural successor if he's partnered recently with Rabbi Riskin?
3: I think that that was a decision that both Rabbi Stav and Rabbi Riskin made together. You know, I wasn't, you know, part of that conversation, but I think that but I'm Rabbi, sure you were somewhat surprised that I, I think that Rev Stav decided that what he wants to do is any 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 such an important intellectual thought leader in Israel. Well, you've had a lot of dealings with him. I mean, you For have... the past 11, 12 years, um, we've uh, had a very significant relationship.
0: Yeah, I can imagine you working very well with
3: him. Uh, we have a great friendship and a great relationship, so I think it will be a seamless uh, engagement. Um, and I look forward to the fact that Rav Stav um, will really help mentor me in various aspects of Israeli society, I also look forward to the fact that we really have similar goals about how to build community in Israel and how to use the the thousands of students at Or Torah Stone or nurture the thousands of students at Or Torah Stone to play um, a significant role in the tapestry of the Jewish people in Israel. And it's a very exciting opportunity because the people who lead all of Rabbi Riskin's institutions are... Um, and it's really because of his creativity that he did that. Are all very creative and very engaging mm-hmm. people. So you're not talking about 24 institutions that have, you know, that don't have generals reading leading it in a serious way, and that's very exciting for me, also.
0: Uh, and you just mentioned a very important point because I mean, obviously, the <laughs> the, the only thing lacking uh, somebody in your you know with your background would be the 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 direct knowledge of the machinations of both rabbinic leadership and legal leadership in Israel and Rabbi Stav obviously with all that he's been through and, and living there his whole life certainly brings that to the table and can be a tremendous assistant uh when it comes to that and not just assistant but a partner when it comes to that Rabbi Kenneth Brander is here he is the uh, president-elect of Torah Stone now this begins based on what the press release says in this, this coming summer what is your schedule like between now and
3: July of next year? So my schedule is the following. Between now and February 1st, I'm involved fully at Yeshiva University, fully engaged, fully part of the senior leadership and uh, not missing a step about those responsibilities. The most important thing that I have to be involved in is a transition with my colleagues, which is a very organized uh, process that Rabbi Berman and I started to work on before this announcement became official. Um, And... Um, what will happen is I start with Or Torah Stone in February and at my request really that this be a transition time for all the reasons you articulated and more right. from from February until the end of July um, I will be the president-elect and the next Rosh HaYeshiva um, but I want to get to know the students I want to get to know uh, the professionals I want to get to know the lay leaders I want to speak to thought leaders in Israel and one of the again the, one of the blessings both Um, from my years in Boca as well as uh, my years at YU has been that I have been involved with the leadership, the rabbinic leadership in Israel, so I really have an understanding of that. But always from the outside looking in, uh, speaking at their conferences and they speaking at our conferences and engaging with certain members of Knesset at times actually, speaking at Knesset at their request at at subcommittees – but the ability to you know listen and learn um, for a few months before taking on the entire responsibility, the ability to be mentored uh, with Rabbi Riskin and with Rabbi Stav uh, Yinon, who is their um, their mankal, mm-hmm. um, who does an excellent job in engaging all these institutions, meeting with the Russian yeshiva of the various yeshivot, because Nachum, this institution has multiple yeshivot has there. It has serious learning programs for the hundreds, for women uh, to learn. And I want to meet with the leadership, and I want to engage the students, and I want to meet with the alumni. And February to July gives me that opportunity.
0: You know, as I mentioned earlier, I know Riskin for a long time since I'm a teenager, and he has always, from the very beginning in our own high school, as a very young rabbi, he has always chosen only the best in every category. When I think back 40 years... It was only the best Rebaim available. It was only the best teachers available. It was only the best executive director available, you know, who took these jobs very seriously. So when you say creative and effective leadership in all these institutions, that has been his hallmark all these years.
3: When I spoke to, um, Riskin, brought all of the heads of all the institutions together um, on a Friday morning, which, you know, is Sunday there. And the fact that they were all willing to come from, again, you know, Carmiel and other places in the north – um, and, and places in the north that they're, that many of them live. Um, you know, I, I spoke to them for like 15, 20 minutes, of course, totally in Hebrew, um, which, is, uh, which is great uh, to be able to do. Right. And um, it's just unbelievable to see the talent that in that room. Yeah, he finds really people. And good he really people. has done an <laughs> unbelievable thing. You know, I might be the exception to that rule, <laughs> but the bottom line I is... I wouldn't say so. Uh, the bottom line is he's found wonderful people, and, and and I've been blessed at YU to work with unbelievable, exceptional talent. Right. The vice right. presidents at Yeshiva University, each one of them is just amazing. So the ability to now move to another I know, platform and, and to work with such creative people of all different types... It's very exciting. Um, it, we associate you, we meaning
0: you know the the regular folks in the Jewish world, associate you essentially with four institutions in your career. It, is it ironic that one of them is Lincoln Square Synagogue again, one that Rabbi Riskin essentially built from scratch? I know he didn't, but you know what I mean by that. Uh, and then it, you found yourself there in a position right after him, or almost <laughs> almost immediately after him,
3: so uh, after Rabbi Riskin, when Rabbi Berman, who's a mentor of mine, was the was the rabbi there? Right. I did have interactions with Rabbi Riskin when I became uh, the acting rabbi for a year before I went to Boca. Right. So I was the acting rabbi, guy, right. um, and Rabbi Ri- and I actually worked out. People
0: were surprised, by the way. Uh, yeah. At I that was time surprised. that you didn't st- that you didn't stay in Manhattan It was that- the best move ever. I know, but who You're would have, have thought vote. of that? You know.
3: Actually, I just want you to know that uh, Rabbi Dworkin, a blessed memory, who was then the head of the RCA, right, and even Rabbi Lamb. Who, you know, wasn't sure, but basically, you know, said you're 28 years old, 1,600 families in Lincoln Square Synagogue, or the ability to start your own thing, right. and build your own, and build your own, and and it basically, first of all, there was no guarantee I was going to be offered the job in Lincoln Square. Right. Let's I'm just good. make that state, you right. know, right. and secondly. And even though there was conversations about it, it was clear to Ruchi and myself, and and Ruchi, who always has had the, the greater wisdom in 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 our relationship, said, "Let's do this. We're 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 young. We have the capacity to do this, you know." And we knew it was the right thing when our oldest son Tuvia and our second Yoni, um, when we came to Boca and we uh, they walked to the front of the house, and there was beautiful grass right. and they asked if they could sit on the carpet because they never saw a grass like that other than central park right. so they wanted to know if they could sit on the carpet that happened to look green so my wife looked at me and said this is why we made this decision that reminds right. me when,
0: when my kids first saw a backyard right. they, they said can we go play in the park right right that's exactly
3: the point that's exactly the point manhattan living huh? right manhattan living
0: um, you mentioned YU, of course, right. and, and look, every transition brings a lot of transition, right? I mean, that's right. what have you look back uh, to when Richard Joel took over. You know, like you said, you came very shortly after that, right? You were there a year or two right after he took over. People want to know from your perspective how the transition is going up at YU right now.
3: Transition is going great. Uh, Rebbe Berman is uh, a wonderful leader. Um, he has the trust of all of his the senior leadership. People are excited about the role he's playing. Um, he plays really multiple roles, not only as the president, but really as a Talmud Chacham to be able. To, you know, we we the two of us had a meeting yesterday about a few things, and and then you know to be able to jump to different things and then discuss the sugi and shas at the same time. <laughs> it's 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 very special. And I think that he is blessed, uh, Rabbi Berman is blessed that he follows uh, President Joel because President Joel really created a strong leadership infrastructure that Rabbi Berman now can use uh, to really go to next. Um, and Rabbi Berman um, is doing that. But as people like you move on, they they have to be replaced. And Rabbi Berman has really... Again, he he has known about the conversations quite early on. Right, that's true. Um because it was appropriate to right. let him know. And secondly, you know, he still has a house in David Daniel, which is across the street basically <laughs> from our right, right. So, you know. And most <laughs> of the student, most of the kids there go to an Efrat school or an orto school. <laughs> but the bottom line is that we've been planning this transition for a few months already. It's very detailed. Um and he does not sweat the details, but he, he, he's really surrounded himself with people who do. And he's really committed to a larger narrative of what YU next is. So many of the superstars that we've become
0: familiar with over the last 15 years why YU will be staying. Many of the people assume, that, that you assume. described earlier right. as great leaders, creative people. Right. I mean, I don't want to ask about specific things. There are like, a couple of other
3: things. Someone like Josh Joseph, right. who in my opinion is one of the... Most important community leaders, you know, of this of this time, uh, individuals like Rabbi Schachter, Rabbi J.J. Schachter, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser. Um, as this, far as you know, all these people—they're—they're—they're—they're people, they're, 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 they're doing more than that. A year they're, from they're now, priming, they will be up at YU. Yes, one hundred percent. people like uh, Avi Lauer, who's right. not just the general counsel; he's much more than that. Correct. Jake Harmon, who is like a first-rate CFO. First rate, Selma Batman, a provost right. who who's really um, not only has a heart that speaks YU, but also has created a whole new set of online programs for Yeshiva University. Right. Um, yeah, we've the, these these represent um, the leaders at Yeshiva University, and you know I am sure I am missing people when you when you do something yeah, like understood. this. But but the bottom line is all of these all of these individuals are just doing really great things. The new, the new head of development, mm-hmm. Alyssa Herman, right. she's, she's also, She's unbelievable. I've you heard know, all you the amazing sit, things. You right? just sit in a room with her for 15 minutes and you just, you know, you just, you know, you just wowed. So speaking of development, does a lot
0: of fundraising for Artura Stone come from outside of Israel?
3: Um, I don't have a full answer to that yet. Again, you does know, some I, of it come from. Outside? Uh, yes, definitely. And, um, you know, because Robert
0: Riskin has a lot of fans internationally,
3: yes, he does, and I play every to, con- every continent I plan to use the uh <laughs> the <entree. laughs> i plan I plan to use this transition time to be introduced to all of those friends <laughs> um which he wants me to be you know, sure. which which he wants me to do also, but the bottom line is it does um I think it has a really super uh development staff at orto stone David Katz and others right so the bottom line is I think that. It's also it, it also receives a lot of support uh, from within Israel, within the Israeli government, especially for its high schools, uh, the work it does with the Israeli army and other things. So it's really um, it's a, it's a joint funding paradigm, both from within Israel as well as donors who are extremely supportive of the vision of Torah Stone. You'll be more than happy to welcome people who are
0: curious to see any of these campuses. In Israel once you're there. Uh, We're
3: going to do more than that. So. Simple as that. Yes.
0: <laughs> and even more, as you're alluding okay. to. All right, Kenneth Brander is here, brand new head of uh, Arturo Stone uh, come 2018. Um, it, it is no secret, in my opinion, one of the reasons that Yeshiva University is often uh, the target of, you know, of, of different segments of the Jewish community, let's put it that way, uh, is because of their tremendous success and the tremendous impact. If they weren't successful and had an impact at YU, nobody would care, right. and nobody would ever take you know shots at them. I think Rabbi Riskin, frankly, this is what I feel, uh, sort of, is in the same category. Uh, pe- people only pay careful attention to him in Israel and and decide sometimes to you know to target him because of the impact he has and the incredible uh, acumen that he has in, in in so many areas. Would you agree that there is a parallel there? Definitely.
3: I, I would I would definitely agree that, you know, Yeshiva University has is one of the most important institutions that the Jewish community has in the world, um, including Israel. And what Rabbi Riskin has done uh, with Or Torah Stone is also has made an impact not only in Israel, but th- throughout the Jewish world. And therefore, when, you know, when you are engaged in changing the world and sharing a vision, there are going to be people who stand or sit in the cheap seats and have nothing to do other than to criticize. Take cheap shots. Yeah. So I've already gotten a few emails. <laughs> are you ready to be put into cheyrem like Rabbi Riskin? Oh, boy. I don't respond, but I think, you know, any place that Rabbi Riskin has been put in cheyrem, I would, I, I, you know, I would, first of all, it wouldn't be the first time. I was putting a once in Boca for into Rabbi Schoenfeld. used should live and be well, and a few others dealt with that. But the bottom line is that any place that Rabbi Riskin has been or is is a good place to be, you know. But I, I, I again, I think that what Or Torah Stone continues to do is it inspires the next generation. Right. It gives people the recognition of the fact that that you can engage in in Judaism through multiple portals of spiritual entry. And and if I could just highlight that point sure. with with you know, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal a few years ago that spoke about the fact that Israeli heavy rock bands and New Age bands and whatever the appropriate words are to describe whatever the term is and now i have kids my children are saying oh those are not the right (laughs) words anymore you should don't
0: don't don't say those
3: things this is why you shouldn't be on facebook ava but the bottom line is that um the wall street journal wrote how the all of these new age bands are looking to judaism and kabbalah for their lyrics their music and their themes right my point is that there is a spirituality thirst of, for spirituality in Israel, maybe because of a whole bunch of reasons. Um, not a halachic, uh, or they feel that halacha or, or unfortunately sometimes orthodoxy, is, d- doesn't speak to them. But they're interested in the meta narratives of Torah and the meta narratives of what orthodoxy should represent. And and when and when Or Torah Stone sends a hundred uh, rabbinic couples to the JCCs, the Mat Nassim, to make Judaism a little bit more um, connected and mm-hmm. spiritual and engaging. To be part of that is unbelievable. To have these explanatory services that they run throughout the country. Which Some are, of them in neighborhoods
0: in Israel that never see religious
3: people. 100%. Yeah. But there is this desire and this thirst to connect. And to be able to create what I hope is reshit smichat Hilatenu you know, create communities that are a heaven and a haven uh, for the Jewish people have always been a heaven and a haven for the Jewish people in diaspora, and to use the platform of Or Torah Stone to engage in, in training rabbis who are already in the field, which is not yet really done in Israel. Right. Um, the, the opportunities are endless. We just, ha- I just have to make sure that I'm focused. Um, that we do things with the f- proper financial support. And I know that the lay leadership as is as charged as engaged, both people like David Eisner and Fred Ehrman uh, in America and people like Roy Stern uh, in Israel. They want this. They're excited about this. They don't want to be an automatic pilot. They Neither want does continue, Rabbi Riskin. He wants growth. to what's next. And I look forward to standing on his shoulders and, and continuing his vision.
0: Right, Brander is here, and I'm so glad you you came into the studio. It gives us such a chance to converse about certain things. And finally, one of the things I want to speak to you about is the whole Israel piece. It is, and and this also might be because I believe it was in his investiture speech, uh, Rabbi Berman, a, a piece about Israel. And you know, so many of us, or maybe not enough of us, declare that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And and I believe it, and I know that a lot of people that I speak to on a daily basis believe it. Um, the question is how do we incorporate that into the lives of people in the diaspora? How do we make that a stronger connection? Is it necessary uh, in order to do that to take American institutions and forge partnerships with institutions in Israel, or does that turn off the majority of American Jews who would prefer that there not be any association uh, with Israeli institutions and let's just you know, continue to build our lives here? How, how do you view this whole
3: category, this whole issue? Well, I mean, I think I think there are two there, there it's complicated so I'll just, you know, say mm-hmm. three or four bullet points. Number one is when it comes to Rabbi Berman and Yeshiva University in general, listen, it's the only university and one of the only yeshivot that flies the Israeli flag. Um or when, when I mean yeshivot, I mean yeshiva of, you know, post post high school. Right. And, and you Israeli mean that flag. literally and figuratively. I mean, it literally and right. figuratively. Um the big machloket at, at Yeshiva University about how on Yom Etzimut is when Yom Etzimut is a nidche right. In diaspora, is it a nidche or not? So right. you'll have people saying how well on hey, E-R, right. and people saying how well on vav, sure, right. and some people saying on both, and some people saying it's like right. it's like the Hilchus Megillah. It's like Masechus Megillah. But when you read the Megillah, which which has a lot of similarities, but not for this conversation. Right. But that's and, never, and it's not like, a bad discussion. It's not either. a bad discussion. <laughs> And the second piece is the fact that Rebbe Berman and uh, Pr- Provost ba- Botman and others are making sure that there is an academic connection between the top universities in Israel. And that and will NYU. grow, right? That's something that will grow over the Definitely, right? definitely. The fact that Yeshiva University has so many young men and young women who have served either in Sherut Lumi or in the IDF, right. it's unbelievable you know to note that YU has a special program that helps young people who have returned from the IDF acculturate back into a university. Right. I mean, I don't think there's any other university outside of Israel that does that. Correct, and it certainly didn't so, exist years right. ago. Right, so that, that that's point one, point two. The, the third point is the fact that I think that Israel is no longer the poor cousin, and it recognizes that its responsibility is to engage Jews all over the place. And I don't think it's about... As Yeshayu Leibovitz said and, and others, I don't think it's about just sharing the Zionist dream. It's sharing the spirituality of Judaism, which by definition gets you to the Zionist dream. So I think that the fact that the state of Israel now views it as its responsibility, and Or Torah Stone plays a role in that, oh, yes. in engaging with diaspora Jewry is great. And the final piece, which is perhaps the most controversial of of the pieces, is the fact that that's why it is so important that we are careful regarding our language when it comes to defining Jews who who celebrate their Judaism, not through orthodoxy. I may not agree with that lifestyle, and I don't, but it has to be that we can disagree agreeably, and it has to be that we can find ways for everybody to find their own spiritual space in spiritual space and and sometimes the rhetoric used just causes us i think long term not only short term but long term damage because it's hard to ask people who are not fully committed to a, a orthodox lifestyle support Israel go to APAC be the heads of APAC but we're not going to recognize you as Jews right Now, I I realize it's a needle that's hard to thread, and I don't think that halacha should be in any ways abandoned. It must be the centerpiece of the conversation, but nevertheless, it must be the conversation. And I believe, perhaps naively, but here I think naivete is is a positive thing, I truly believe that we need to find a way to make sure that all our brothers and sisters connect. And for those who want to pay Rish Rashi on that, I would ask you to just read the introduction of the Netziv to Sefer Bereshit, which reminds us about why uh, the book of Bereshit is called by Chachamim Sefer Yesharim, and the responsibility to engage all Jews. It's just one page, just Phen- one page.
0: Phenomenal. And your point, to your point, I would say, um, when when Israeli tennis star Dudi Sela sees right. his watch telling him that it's almost Yom Kippur and decides to forfeit the match and nice. and yet he will never undertake any other Jewish ritual uh task in his entire life that has to be celebrated by all
3: by all. Yeah. all that thank uh, you.
0: I am so glad you were here this morning Th- first of all Mazaltov congratulations thank you, thank you. congratulations uh, a tremendous move for Artara Stone we're thrilled about it and um and uh, I know that you'll have tremendous success. Bezrat Hashem. Have you and your wife chosen a city to live in in Israel yet?
3: We have not. Uh, my wife and I are looking at various um, various places to live. It won't be a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I Doubt, don't. I doubtful, don't think so. Doubtful. But you know, um, <laughs> I mean, we. You know, we're we're excited about uh, going, and uh, our twelve year old uh, is obviously joining us. We have children living in Israel. Children, children living in. Uh, you know, in the United States, and our twelve-year-old is coming with us, and we're seventh, looking, seventh grade in Israel. Seventh grade. Well, he'll be in eighth grade because he's not Israel. coming. You know, his bar mitzvah is, right. af, is after Pesach, right. and we're obviously not going to move him now. But you know, he'll be going into eighth grade, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we find a place that can uh, that can help with his klita, with his acculturation. So we're looking. We have you know hundreds of friends. We obviously have some connections with nefesh ben <laughs> You know, uh so uh, we're looking, and uh please God, you know, my wife and I with our son, and we'll make a decision and and please God, uh, and, it for will the, be successful. And, and for
0: those wondering about the uh, the other parts of the family that they, they, they're at, they're all at a stage where they can make their own decisions yes, right? yes, yes, <laughs> yes, that's, yes, uh, yes, that's yes. why you're focused. that's
3: great, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: and there you have it, right, Brander, Mazal Tov, looking Thank forward you. to a, uh, to more conversations about all this with you and uh, meeting you. each other asratshem in the Holy Land. That was our conversation with Rabbi Kenneth Brander, uh, who has announced that he's leaving Yeshiva University and will be taking the position at the helm of our Torah Stone Institutions, uh, based in Israel, and uh, with um, campuses and institutions around the world. Thanks for listening to this edition of JM Rewind. Plenty more coming up. Make sure to keep it right here at the Nahum Segal Network.